Very good morning to you, dear listener. May God's blessings be upon you. It's Monday, the 19th of August, 2019. And I pray that this be a wonderful morning for you, an entire day dedicated to doing what God would have you do. And to help us, we go to God's Word from Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 17, in a devotional that I call Silly Rabbi Healing When It Happens. Verse 10. Now he, Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days in which work ought to be done, because come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When Jesus said this, all his opponents were put to shame. And the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I pray it is a happy and wonderful Monday to you and yours, dear friend. I pray this weekend was a blessing and a blast for you as it was for Nellie, my family, and, and myself. Saturday saw our family grow by one as we welcomed Jesse Munoz as our third son-in-law. He and Caitlin and her son Liam will continue to live in Houston, and we pray God's blessings on them as they start this new life together. And as always, I ask that we please pray for one another and pray for yourselves. Here's the question to set the stage for our discussion on this passage. What attitude did you take to worship yesterday? Were you expecting things to be the same with worship? Familiar hymns or praise songs, same faces, at least one corny joke to share at work today, or did a healing take place in you or someone you know? Have healings become something that only happens in the hospital or doctor's offices, or at home after some rest, medications, and treatment? Imagine having to live life like this woman in the story. For 18, as Jesus said, 18 long years, she was unable to stand up straight. That is, that is still common in both men and women, and early exams and treatment can prevent that from being a permanent condition. In Jesus' day, it was a life sentence. She must have heard plenty of snickers or comments, especially from children seeing her for the first time. Yet we give her this one thing, we got to give her credit. It didn't stop her from going to church. And it was on a day that Jesus was teaching in her synagogue. Remember, for the Jews, the synagogue was an important place because it was there that God and earth met. 
And for the Jew, anything, I say it again, anything could happen in that sacred setting. And on this worship day, the day for the Jews when no work should be done, Jesus worked a miracle in her life. He brought healing to her. This released her from her physical bondage, and she began to praise God in gratitude for this, which she never thought would be removed from her. The joy of the woman was not shared by the leader of the synagogue, for he knew to keep things correct and right and proper, and to have work done in the worship space on a worship day was not allowed. He took over the sermon and made it a critical one, shouting, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. Had he forgotten that she had come on the Sabbath day for 18 years and nothing happened? Order was kept, and this leader was happy. But now that God had chosen to heal her on a Sabbath, he's not happy. Thank God Jesus claimed the sermon back and he addressed him and the critics and the crowd with the truth and the reality. There is always work being done in your homes on the Sabbath. And here a daughter of Abraham has been set free from the bondage of Satan, one that she suffered for 18 years. Can't we accept and celebrate this even on the Sabbath day? Jesus knew that God can act on any day that he chooses. It could be a Sunday or a Saturday. But if it's a Wednesday and a healing happens, praise God. Don't be a calendar clown. Don't be a this way or no way wimp. Worship is all about God and what God chooses to do. Our way is to be open and receptive to whatever it is that God may choose to do for us or for one of us. It may not be something you see right away, but a fellow worshiper may say, I don't have, I don't hate certain people like I used to. God opened my eyes and my heart. That happened to a certain sea captain who was in worship in London as John Wesley preached against slavery. And this man was converted. On his way home, he wrote a certain hymn that you and I love. A little hymn called Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. An inward change, brothers and sisters, came because God chose to heal him from his sins. And through that sermon, he turned those sins over to God and he repented. No longer did the sea captain see Africans as property. He saw them as God's children. No longer would he sell or transport people as property. He renounced it. Praise be to God. Friend, what about you? What needs do you have that only God can change? I pray that you would be open to healing even now that only God can bring. Let God set you free and then give God the praise. Let's pray. Loving God, open my heart, mind, and spirit to what you can do when I worship you. I know it can be on any day, and Father, if it is today, let it be. Set me free to serve you even more. And I pray this prayer be this listener's prayer or this reader's prayer as well. And we pray this in faith and in Christ Jesus' strong name. Amen. 
Dear listener, thank you for tuning in to Concafe. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Set yourself free today to be made whole by God and tell that story to someone today. Receive my blessings of love. I'm Pastor Adiwanderele. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Welcome to Concafe Devotional. I'm Pastor Adiwanderele. This is the devotional for April 10th, Good Friday. 2020. The passage comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 14 to 42. And the devotional is called, It's Friday. Now, it was the day of preparation of the Passover. This is verse 14. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king. They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he turned him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha. There they crucified Jesus, and with him two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote a title and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this title for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Latin and in Greek. Chief priests of the Jews then said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but this man said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and made four parts, one for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was without seam, woven from top to bottom, so they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lot for it, to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture. They parted my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did this, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing near, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A bowl full of vinegar stood there, so they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, in order to prevent the bodies from remaining on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he tells the truth, that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled, not a bone of him shall be broken. And again another scripture says they shall look on him 
whom they have pierced. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly feared, or but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Christ. And Pilate gave him leave, so when he came and took away his body, Nicodemus also, who had first come to him by night, came bringing him a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, where no one had ever been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, as the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. This is the word of God for the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Now, dear friend, I don't know about you, but I have held the hammer, the actual hammer that drove the nails into Jesus' heart. My hands are covered in my Savior's blood because I am guilty of having betrayed him and betrayed his love. I also have a sore throat from having screamed on Sunday, Hosanna, 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 blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But what made it even more sore were the words I yelled with anger on Friday. Crucify him, crucify him. And I'm also guilty of blindly following the crowd, praising and welcoming him one day and shortly thereafter, yelling for his death. And now I weep because I realize he never hated me for the stupid things I have done. He loved me all the more. He even prayed for me, asking that God forgive me for my not knowing any better. How could he have done that? I now know that this Friday is truly good because of he who died on that day for you and for me. The world that does not know nor love Jesus mocks this day being called good. We know better. This was the day long foretold in the scriptures, on this day fulfilled. God's love set in motion from the first day of the Garden of Eden until this day, fulfilled. A loving Father through His Son calling us home, fulfilled. You know the story, and John has done a good job of recording and sharing it. John lists the persons present and their role. John lists the places, like the place of the skull, Golgotha. John notes that there were two others crucified with him. I know I should have been one of them. John also shares how the title on Jesus' cross is also shared, that in languages common to the area. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, only to have the Jews say, Not my King. John also saw how Jesus was stripped of his clothing and how the soldiers gambled with him, just to fulfill the scriptures. Jesus' mom, his aunt, and the two Marys were there. Jesus gave the care and responsibility of his mother to John. I was also one of the first to run away when I saw that Jesus was dead. I had to find a place to wash my hands. Welcome to Concafe Devotional. I'm Pastor Eladio Valverde. This is the devotional for April 10th, Good Friday, 2020. The passage comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 14 to 42. And the devotional is called, It's Friday. Now, it was the day of preparation of the Passover. This is verse 14. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king. 
They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he turned him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha. There they crucified Jesus, and with him two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote a title and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this title for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Latin and in Greek. Chief priests of the Jews then said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and made four parts, one for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was without seam, woven from top to bottom, so they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lot for it, to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture. They parted my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did this. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing near, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A bowl full of vinegar stood there, so they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation in order to prevent the bodies from remaining on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear. And at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. This testimony is true. And he knows that he tells the truth, that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not a bone of him shall be broken. And again another scripture says they shall look on him whom they have pierced. After this Joseph of Arimathea who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly feared, or but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Christ. And Pilate gave him leave, so when he came and took away his body, Nicodemus also, who had first come to him by night, came bring him a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb where no one had ever been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, as the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. This is the word of God for the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Now, dear friend, I don't know about you, but I have held the hammer, the actual hammer that drove the nails into Jesus' heart. 
My hands are covered in my Savior's blood because I am guilty of having betrayed him and betrayed his love. I also have a sore throat from having screamed on Sunday, Hosanna, 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 blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But what made it even more sore were the words I yelled with anger on Friday, crucify him, crucify him. And I'm also guilty of blindly following the crowd, praising and welcoming him one day and shortly thereafter, yelling for his death. And now I weep because I realize he never hated me for the stupid things I have done. He loved me all the more. He even prayed for me, asking that God forgive me for my not knowing any better. How could he have done that? I now know that this Friday is truly good because of he who died on that day for you and for me. The world that does not know nor love Jesus mocks this day being called good. We know better. This was the day long foretold in the scriptures, on this day fulfilled. God's love set in motion from the first day of the Garden of Eden until this day fulfilled. A loving father through his son calling us home fulfilled. You know the story, and John has done a good job of recording and sharing it. John lists the persons present in their role. John lists the places, like the place of the skull, Golgotha. John notes that there were two others crucified with him. I know I should have been one of them. John also shares how the title on Jesus' cross is also shared, that in languages common to the area. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews, only to have the Jews say, not my king. John also saw how Jesus was stripped of his clothing and how the soldiers gambled with him just to fulfill the scriptures. Jesus' mom, his aunt, and the two Marys were there. Jesus gave the care and responsibility of his mother to John. I was also one of the first to run away when I saw that Jesus was dead. I had to find a place to wash my hands.